three, bunny. Act three. Act three. Yes, bunny, my quarantined brother. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast, America's 9,834th most popular film podcast. That number has gone up considerably. A lot more podcasts out there right now, ever since the quarantine started. It's time for this podcast to mosey on into our third and final act. And it is said third act, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low, low costs. So sign up now. Movie of the week! And so this week, we're drinking so much sake that we will be surrounded by Japanese fish people with a look at the 1971 Toho mindfuck known as Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yay! And let's just start off by talking about the, the amazing performances. Dustin Hoffman is amazing in this, funny. I, I felt he kind of, he was kind of phoning in, actually. Really? I, yeah. I think this is one of his best performances. I mean, there's a reason this won Best Picture, and it comes right down to the two leads, Dustin Hoffman's Godzilla and Meryl Streep as Hidora, Godzilla's wife who leaves him and engages in a lengthy custody battle for their son, Godzuki. Yes. I'm so proud of that opening right there. I'm so <laughs> proud of that. That's a solid, solid opening. Okay, Bunny. Yes. Real, real simple, real simple task for you. So it's such an easy task. Don't even, this should be easy. What is the plot of Godzilla versus the Smog Monster? Well, there's a Smog Monster and Godzilla beats it up. It's not much different than the plot of any other Godzilla movie. Yeah, but this one this one is a, a bit different. I mean, it's got an environmental theme. Yes, it does. Which is, which is really weird. This monster comes from like But that a, environmental theme is separate from Godzilla himself. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the balls are that Godzilla pulls out of Hedorah? Do you think that perhaps they are breath mints? Do you think that they are Hedorah's testicles? I'm going testicles for that one. Testicles. Okay, going testicles for that one. Yeah. Uh, so, Bunny, the... Godzilla franchise features a number of different films, 32 of which came from Toho Studios, the studio that Godzilla made. And these 32 movies are usually categorized uh, by the Godzilla fan base uh, into a number of distinct series. Now, let me walk everyone through this. There's the Showa era, the Sai era, the Millennium series, and what they did for a time called the Reiwa era, but will probably now just be called the Shin era. Okay. And, uh, 
so the Showa era is the first big, long, and at times difficult first era of Godzilla films. That stretches from the first Godzilla movie in 1954 to the last film, Terror of Mechagodzilla, in 1975. The quality varies, as does the budgets. That's always the weird part about watching the Showa era of Godzilla films, is that each one will be different. You'll be watching this big-budget, well-done Godzilla movie, and then the next one is a mystery science theater. Yes. So, So that happens a lot. But they're mostly silly, cheesy, dumb fun. But uh, the 15th film, 1975's Terror of Mechagodzilla, bombed so badly that they pumped the brakes on Godzilla for a while, ending the Showa series. So next after that is the High Sai series. And that lasted from 1984 to 1995. And these films were more of a cinematic universe. There are reoccurring characters. And there are plots that continue from one movie to another. And all of the movies ignored almost all of the Showa series and were direct sequels to the first 1954 Godzilla movie. It's odd to see reoccurring characters and plots in Godzilla movies, you know? Uh Uh-huh. That's a weird one. And it's like, oh, there's that psychic woman again. That's Oh, so these movies are actually paying attention to each other and you don't expect that in a in the Godzilla series then there's the millennium series which was between 1999 and 2004 each one of those was an individual sequel to the original 1994 Godzilla movie and erased both the most of the showa and the entire high size series i like this i like godzilla final wars big time uh-huh. King Caesar is is my hero. <laughs> so each each series, the the Showa series and the High Sai series, the Millennium series, the the Shin Godzilla series, they all have their own pros and cons and stuff. But in my mind, in my heart, nothing, not even the intense Jay and Silent Bob fan service that is Godzilla Final Wars can beat the wild gambling like crapshoot of the original Showa series. I love it very much and it's crazy. Uh you'll be watching a good decent Godzilla film and next, oh shit, it's a clip episode. <laughs> yeah. The one that I hate the most, the one where it's just this little kid dealing with bullies and then here are scenes from other Godzilla films and 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 uh Godzilla's child minya talks and it's so bad yes it is so bad absolute worst and then and then you'll 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 be watching a shitty ass godzilla film like godzilla versus megalon with jet jaguar and rex dart eskimo spy (laughs) and then and then suddenly like you blink and suddenly you're watching the next film, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, with a huge ass budget. And it's like, oh wow, this looks really pretty and really beautiful. And they did a really good job with this. Wow, I guess all of the other Godzilla films are gonna be great, and then the next one shit. Like, what? <laughs> and so in between 1969's clip show movie, Godzilla's Revenge. And the fairly high-budget Godzilla vs. Gigan, that's the one with the theme park. Yes. 
there's this week's movie, the odd 70s hippie movie with animated sequences. With animated sequences, yes. Very strange scene that pop up. That flies. A Godzilla that flies. Uh-huh. This is this is the only Godzilla movie where he uses the power of flight. It was going to appear in another Godzilla film, but we'll get to that in a bit. I love this goddamn movie so much. It's got it it hits all the right beats. There's the there's the scientist that's been wounded. And of course, the precocious young boy. Yes. A staple of all of these movies. You got to have your precocious boy in short shorts. And uh, the music is different. You You expect to hear like the same Godzilla music in every Godzilla film, but this one really takes a, a, a weird left turn you know it's just so different from every other godzilla movie no other godzilla movie looks no and and godzilla himself looked like they were starting to attempt to try to make godzilla look good yeah he still looked on the goofy side but he looked better than some of the previous Godzillas right around the same area. Yeah. So, um, fun fact. Fun fact about this movie here. Uh, so, the, the Godzilla series producer was hospitalized early into the production of this film. So the the producer who owned the rights to the Godzilla franchise and who steered the Godzilla franchise into the directions that it went to, he's like, okay, this is going to be an environmental movie. It's going to be a, a bit different. We've hired this young new director named Yoshi Bano, and he's going to do a great job. And okay, so let's all of us work together to make this film. Oh, I am super sick and need to be in the hospital for a few months. Okay, so I'll go to the hospital. But I trust this guy, Yoshi, Yoshi Bano. He's going to do a good job with this Godzilla movie. I'll just be in the hospital. So he goes to the hospital. And while he's in the hospital, the director just goes wild. And it's like, we're going to have an animated sequence here. And then we're going to have a musical number. And then everyone's going to turn into fish. And then Godzilla's going to fly. And there are these magic balls. And and they they really go, they they really go for he goes wild, you know, with the psychedelic imagery and all of that. So then the producer he gets out of the hospital and he's like, okay, I'm back. I'm out of the hospital, and this is the first thing we're gonna do. Let's start work now on Godzilla versus Hedora two. Okay, really. Yes, because I have such faith in Yoshi Bano, and and this is a completely different Godzilla movie that's going to go in a completely different direction, and people are going to love it so much, and the imagery is amazing that we need to immediately start working on the sequel. And the sequel was going to be set in Africa. 
Okay. And it's like, damn, you you guys were really going for something different, you know? It, it, and so the sequel was going to be, you know, Hedora comes back, it's in Africa, it's a different setting, and, and it, it, it was an exciting, it would have been an exciting and ambitious, ambitious movie for Toho to do, especially since they weren't doing sequels at the time. You know, uh-huh. this would have been in the middle of the Showa series, them suddenly adding continuity into all of these Godzilla movies. And so that's interesting. But then what happened was the producers like, yes, everybody get to work on Godzilla versus Hedorah too. You guys get to work on that. And oh, shit, I guess I never ended up seeing Godzilla versus Hedorah. Oh, well, then I'll watch it. So he he finally actually sees the movie, and he loses his shit. Okay. He's like, what the hell did you do? You ruined Godzilla? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> these goddamn animated sequences, and you got all these hippies drinking. You gotta be kidding me. This isn't a Godzilla film. You've totally ruined it. So... Uh, no more uh, Hedora after that, which sucks. Like God, uh, uh, the sequel would have been set in Africa, which would have been a, a departure. Instead, they did Godzilla versus Gigan, which is okay. Uh, this is the only movie where Godzilla can fly. It was added in at the last second because the they felt that the final battle was too serious and too much of a downer. Uh huh. Okay. Like. Ooh, this is really serious, and and we need to make it more lighthearted. Shit, have Godzilla fly away. <laughs> Fucking doesn't matter. Just have him fly away. So, so here's another fun fact. This is fascinating. So, director Yoshi Bano, he they were really excited about him in the Godzilla world, and they're like, yes, Yoshi Bano. Uh, incredible new filmmaker but then once godzilla versus the smug monster came out and once the producer got out of the hospital and saw the movie yoshi bano was banned from ever working on a godzilla film ever again really yes after this strange film yoshi bano was banned from ever working on godzilla but here's the kicker cut to it's like the 2000s. And the producer who banned Yoshibano and had the rights to Godzilla died. Suddenly, there's a big battle over who gets the rights to Godzilla, who owns Godzilla, who owns the film rights to this creature. And sure enough, in a strange twist... The guy who was banned from ever making a Godzilla film ever again gets the film rights to Godzilla. Nice. Okay. Unexpected so Yoshi to be Pano, sure. Who is still out there and still kicking, ends up with the rights to Godzilla. And the first thing he does is he announces uh, the next Godzilla film. It's going to be an IMAX movie. It's going to be in 3D. It's going to be set in Las Vegas. And it's called Godzilla 3D to the max. Okay. And it would have featured, featured Godzilla in 3D 
and computer generated special effects. And he was he worked on this basically from 2003 to 2009, like this lengthy period in time. He had artwork made. He he had a poster made for it. There were articles about uh, Godzilla's uh, new American adventure and IMAX theaters was getting all hyped for it, but it never went anywhere. But it would have featured him flying again. So that would have been exciting. And there might have been a a cameo from Hidora, and that would have been cute. But he he never got the funding. The movie never got off the ground. And that was really uh, upsetting to me because I had heard about Godzilla 3D to the max. And I was excited about the idea of going to see a Godzilla film on an IMAX screen, but that never went anywhere. So he was the one who said, fine, if I can't make this movie, I'll find people who will. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, Legendary Pictures, let's talk. So the entire new series of Legendary Pictures, uh, 2014's Godzilla, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, the upcoming Kong versus Godzilla, all of those films have as a producer Yoshi Bano, the director of Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. The director of this week's odd, strange film was banned from ever making a Godzilla film and now owns Godzilla. And we have him to thank for all the new Godzilla movies. I find that shit fascinating. Yes. Absolutely fascinating. Yes, from 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 all the different iterations. Yeah. Yeah, like how interesting is that? I, you I, know, it's it's blown away. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like the Ed Wood movie. Getting the worst screenwriters and the worst director and the worst producers to work on the Ed Wood movie. Yeah. You know, like out of all of the iterations of Godzilla that you can do, it's it's in control by the guy who made basically the worst Godzilla movie. Yeah. Yeah. How how incredible is that? That Isn't is that something that is pretty incredible. And then the budget for Edward was was somewhere around twenty million dollars. Edward's movies were made for like n- no money at all. He was just a bare bones DIY filmmaker. And when they finally end up making a movie about Edward, the budget for that movie is ten times more than all of Ed Wood's films combined. Yes. That is fascinating to me. The guy who made the worst Godzilla movie from the 1970s now owns Godzilla. Yes. How interesting is that? It really shows that you can... What a comeback story. You know, it really is sort of like a... You will never work with Godzilla again. I'll show you. One day I will. (laughs) You just wait. Uh Uh-huh. One day, I'll own this whole studio. 
And then what's going to happen? I'm going to put Samuel L. Jackson in a kaiju movie. Yeah. What now? <laughs> like, oh, what, what a rags to riches tale that is. Yes, it is. What a riches to rags to riches story that is, I think is what it would be. And good on him, Frank. Yeah. You know, at least he tried. At least he put out an effort. <coughs> you want to know what's, you want to know something weird? This is unrelated to anything. Did you, you remember Dilbert? Yes. Did you know he had a line of vegan microwave burritos in the late 90s? No. Yeah, they were called dill burritos. Vegan microwave burritos by produced in 1999 by Scott Adams Food. He tried to get uh, dill burritos popular from 1999 until 2003 when he finally shut down production. The dill burrito came in flavors of Mexican, Indian, barbecue, and garlic and herb and was sold through some health food stores. <laughs> Apparently, Scott Adams was like, I've got an idea for a vegetarian burrito, and it, this is going to be the next big thing. And he sunk millions of his own dollars into trying to turn this into the next big food thing. And uh, yeah, it, he lost millions of dollars. That kind of makes me happy. It, it frankly kind of makes me happy too. Uh, I yeah have not heard very good things of the Dilbert creator. Yes, me too. Uh, so, Bunny, that's all I've got for this week's movie: Godzilla versus Hedora, and then in America, uh, called Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, which I think is a much better movie, a, a much better title. Yes. You know. So uh for next week, I've got something special. Okay. And uh really excited about it. I put it up on our shared uh cough cough. So it's there waiting for you. And I'm so excited. It's it's not the longest film in the world, it's an hour and twelve minutes, but I am in love with this film. Okay. It is a um let me read to you what it says on IMDb. This bizarre uh, retro comedy shot entirely on VHS and beta tape follows 12-year-old Ralph as he accidentally records home videos and his favorite late-night shows over his parents' wedding tape. It's a movie that uh, came out in a small amount of select theaters in 2019 but was uh, released uh, just a month or two ago. Uh, on digital it's called vh yes and it is one of my new favorite movies cool it's said in 1987 this kid gets a vhs uh, camcorder for christmas it features two people from reno 911 it features the energy zombie from the tv show what we do in the shadows which is really really good and for some reason in the middle of this weird, bizarre movie, Susan Sarandon pops up. 
<laughs> so she so between VHS and the Jesus rolls, Susan Sarandon is on peak I don't give a fuck mode. Yes, she is. And I love that. This movie feels like an an artistic indie attempt to make a modern day uh, Amazon Women on the Moon or The Groove Tube or, you know, all of those movies like that. Those like clip movies, those clip show movies. But then at the end, it takes a turn and it becomes like a horror movie. But it's it's really good. And I'm absolutely in love with it. And hardly anybody saw this. It made it, it didn't even make one million dollars at the box office. But. I stumbled onto a copy of this and I love it and it's the best. And I can't wait to talk about it next week. Cool. Boom. So next week we're doing VHS. And. Ah, I couldn't be more excited because this movie is freaking. So that's next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, ah, the highs, the lows, Bella cried a little bit. Uh, really moving, moving experience. Yes. Yes, it was. I, I, I got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode. This has been a pretty good episode. I, I feel I am a little off my game today for some reason. So I yeah. can't and give I'm, it a damn for that. That's but. fine. I'm I'm I I'm just now coming out of my hungoverness, so I understand. So um, but I'm definitely going pretty good. Yeah, I th- I also think that this has been a pretty good episode. So yeah, no, I I I concur. I concur with you, good sir, with your assessment. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Bella, Amber, um, Natasha, Fuck Emerald. E- Eleanor, Maxwell, everybody in the house but Emerald, I just gotta say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! And you do swaffles and cookie tests. You do 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 do. Skitty bop a doo wow. Cut and print. <laughs>